Gitten per Gimel, Mishnah Zion 3.7, and now the Mishnah returns to something which had started a couple of Mishnahs ago, back in Mishnahs Gimel and Dalid. The principle of a person can be presumed to retain his, retain his chazaka, his status quo, regarding his legal status. And this Mishnah is something which has nothing to do with Gitten whatsoever. It's a different uh, application of that principle. And the setup, the background of this Mishnah is as follows. Chazal wanted to make it easy for impoverished Kohanim or Levium or other poor people to be able to get loans um, so they can meet their their current financial needs. So there is a system set up in the Torah that Kohanim get Truma and Levium get Meiser Rishon and Aniyim get Meiser Ani, um, but they would have to wait a whole season to get those to get those uh, those those tithes. And therefore, Chazal said. We're going to make it a special leniency that a person can make a deal with a Kohen or a Levi or a poor person. Let me, I'll use just the example of a Levi for starters. It's the simplest case. And then we'll talk about all three because all three are dealt with in the Mishnah. So you can make a deal with a Levi and say, listen, I'm going to give you $1,000 now. And then, you know, every season, the mice that comes from my crop is worth $100. So I'll just deduct that for the next 10 years. I will separate tithes, but instead of giving them to you, I'll just take them right back for myself um, to repay the debt that I'm that you're incurring now by getting the advance of the $1,000. And that system, although it has some weirdness to it, um, Chazal set it up and said, notwithstanding any weirdness, we're going to let that go because that way the poor Levium will be able to get money now. And it's to everyone's, it's in everyone's interest that this, this works out for society's best interest. So our mission here is going to go on that topic, how we deal with such an arrangement where the landowner made this advanced loan to Cohen, Levy, or Ani, and then he is getting repaid um, over time by separating tithes. So now, the basic assumption of this mission is that the lender has an ongoing relationship with his Levy. And like everyone um, knows that every year he takes a tithe and gives it to his you know, cousin, the Levy, whatever it is, or his best friend, the Levy, and therefore um, no one else even... Mother Levium, let's say, are uh, even, they're like Miyayish. They give up hope from the outside of ever, don't even bother trying to collect their advice because they know it's going to go to that guy. Okay, that's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, and if not, I'll come back as a shaman and discuss how things are a little different if that's not the case. But assuming there's only one Levy in the picture, he's the one who gets it every year, and now the landowner wants to lend him all thousand now and then reclaim it over the next 10 seasons. Um, is that okay? And the mission says, yes, that is okay. Why might it not be okay? Because you may think, listen, there's no actual... What happens is on, on year one, the $1,000 are loaned out to Levy. For the next 10 years, the Levy, who knows where he is? He could be anywhere. And we're saying for the next 10 years, without consulting with the Levy, his opinion or even his whereabouts or his you know his his well-being, the the lender can just start reclaiming, you know, repayment back on the loan. Maybe, maybe the Levy has died in the meantime, in which case it wouldn't be his anymore. So can a person continue to take back those tithes and just take those tithes and take back the principle of his loan, um, even though he's not certain that the levy is still alive. Is that permitted? And the answer is yes, it is permitted because the person has this chazkas chayim. We assume that a person um, was last seen alive, he still is alive, so it's permitted. Okay, the mission will go on to talk about what happens if we know he died and so on with the heirs and that kind of thing. But step one, the mission says, Hamalva ma'os, if one lends money, esa kohen, to a kohen, the Esa Levi, or to a Levi, the Esa Ani, or to a poor person, Leos Mafishalein Mechelkan. With the arrangement that subsequently the lender will separate to tithes from their portion and then um, reclaim the money that he loaned out piece by piece. 
that's permitted, and he can even do that even if he doesn't know for certain that the levy who borrowed the money is even still alive. You can assume he's alive year after year and keep on reclaiming his his uh, his principal back. You don't, have, no, you don't have to be afraid. Maybe he died. Whether it's a Kona Levi. Or that the poor person became no longer a halachic ani, a halachic poor person. That's a separate point. But it's the Mishnah's basic point is a person's assumed to re- retain his same status, and that both in terms of being alive and also in terms of his financial status of being a halachic ani. This latter point about the ani is important because once a person is no longer an ani, so he's no longer entitled to get the Maestra Ani Tai that separated you know that separated out um, in years uh, one, two, four, and five of the Shemitah cycle. So since the ani cannot get be entitled to his money anymore Certainly, the lender can't separate a portion, quote-unquote, for him and then take it back for himself because it can't be for him. It has to be to other poor people. Okay, but the point of the mission is we can assume that the poor person never got got rich and he can keep on going through this procedure. Okay, um, so there's a few details here. Number one, I said this is all assuming that the lender uh, has this consistent gifting to this levy or Cohen, etc., and therefore everyone else, although the Levim or Kohanim, etc., are are miyayesh, they give up hope of ever getting it. And therefore, it's like automatically, since no one else is intending to claim it, these ties are automatically, I'll call the property of the intended recipient, this poor guy who took the loan out. In general, when a person takes a tie, he separates out his miser for the levium, it's called mamon shevet. It belongs to like all the levium collectively. And although the person who separates it out has the tovas hana, he has the right to decide which levy will get it, but it doesn't belong to any particular levy till it's given to them. So in our scenario that I built up, since all the other levim are presumed to have been meyayesh, they give up hope of claiming on it, so therefore the only person who's in, who's, you know, hat is still in the ring is the levy in question, therefore it's his automatically. But in a scenario where we don't know, the world doesn't know that this levy is the ongoing recipient year after year of this landowner's tithes, so we can't assume that everyone else is meyayesh. And that being the case, the system can still work, for Kohan Levium and and the Neum, but there'd have to be an intermediate and intermediary first. Meaning, uh, this the landowner would separate out his you know his hundred dollars worth of of wheat that would be going to the Levi, but since it now belongs to all of the Levium, he'll have to get another person. Uh, he finds some other guy and says, "Listen, do me a favor. Acquire this miser on behalf of my cousin, the Levi, who lives in Timbuktu, and that will be effective." So. Um, when the when the uh, the third party is through Zechia, we discussed that before, he acquires it on behalf of the Levi, so now it becomes a Levi, so then he can take it right back for himself. The landowner can take it right back as part of the repayment of the loan that he made. So that would be required for Cohen, Levi, and Aniel the same. Now, um, as far as the Cohen goes, so just remember, the produce that separate, separated out and tied as, as a Truma Gadola for the Cohen it's actually forbidden to the landowner, assuming he's not a Cohen, right? So, therefore, he'll separate it out. He'll get back, get it back as repayment, but he can't eat it. He'll have to sell it in the marketplace, and in the marketplace, they sell truma to Kohanim. So, we actually discussed it also. We talked about the, the Eved, who belonged to a Cohen, being able to get you know cheaper food because the, the truma goes for a lower price. So, that's how it would have to be the setup. Okay, so that's step one, and that's the basic point of the mission. Now, what happens if we know that the borrower died. So now the question is, there's still an outstanding debt. 
can he, can the lender continue to reclaim this repayment from the heirs, the sons of the now deceased borrower? So the first step in answering the question is to understand that although they set up this deal while the borrower is still alive, it was for the benefit of the borrower, Chazal set this thing up, and therefore, if for some reason the borrower would want to change the arrangement, let's say just for example, okay, this guy's a wheat farmer, and the, and let's say you know wheat has become hard to come by or whatever, the, does any reason under the sun, the the guy only eats wheat and he's found he's allergic to other grains for, for whatever the state is. So the point is, the the um the borrower can say, listen, I still owe you for four years. That's four hundred, you know, four hundred dollars worth of, of cash I owe you. But rather than pay you off in wheat, I want to pay you off with the barley I have from elsewhere or something like that. So the point is, that would be the prerogative of the borrower. He could pay it back earlier with difference, you know, some other different um, item or cash besides for the the tithes. That's permitted. And since that's the prerogative, he just is not exercising that prerogative. Um, and we can assume, since he made the deal at the outset, he doesn't want to exercise that prerogative. And if he did, he would have told the lender, listen, stop taking my tithe, give me my wheat, and I'll give you something else in, ex- in exchange. He never said that, which is why you can pres- keep on continuing um, to presume the deal's in place. But what happens if you have now, he dies and you have the heirs? Maybe the heirs want the wheat, and you never consulted with them and said that they want to, even if they have to pay back the debt, but the point is maybe they want to pay back with cash or, you know, whatever, with um, some big other thing. You know, they have they, they also have inherited something else. Then they want the wheat. So, therefore, you have to consult with them. And that's what the Mishnah here says. It says, Mesu, when the borrowers die, whether it's a Kohen, a Levi, or an Ani, Tzarech Litol Rishos Yarshan, the lender needs to get permission from the heirs to continue on this procedure. That's not to say that the heirs are off the hook necessarily from paying back the debt. It's just that he can't, without asking them, separate and take their stuff. He has to get a confirmation from them first. Um, now, this assumes that the heirs inherited some bit of property. For technical reasons, I don't want to go into this second sort of off-topic, but the point is, if there's no property whatsoever that came through the nachla, the inheritance of these, these children... So then there's nothing on which a Shibuta lien can attach itself. So therefore, they simply are off the hook from repaying the rest of the debt. And if that would be the case, if there's no money being inherited by the children of the slave who borrowed, so then um, just the deal is over. And the loser is the lender because ultimately he doesn't get paid back in full. Nothing you can do about it. But our mission here is assuming that there there is land, and therefore there is a Shibuta, and therefore the lender can claim back from the children. He just needs to get permission first. Now, um, all that said, if the loan took place, the original loan took place in front of a Bezden, and uh, at the time they made this loan, the lender stipulated, I'm lending to you, Mr. Levy, on condition that um, I don't have to get permission from your, from your children. So then um, that would, yes, be effective. And the reason why well, that's super unusual, and the business is sort of using extra powers that it has um, to permit this. And the reason why is because we really want to ensure that people who need money, can get money. And this, if a person is not lending less, I'm sure I'm getting paid back in full. I don't get, you know, stuck, you know, without being repaid. So then he can do it in front of the business. The business can authorize this loan and therefore the lender can get paid back um, over the, with the tithes, even if the heirs uh, do not um, get any, do not themselves have any direct obligation to repay it because they never inherited any land. Um, one last point before we wrap it up here, which is as far as the ani goes, the poor person. So while 
the child of a Levi, of course, a Levi and the child of a Kohen is a Kohen. The child of an Ani isn't, um, not only is it not necessarily an Ani, of course, but even if, even if he is an Ani and he is poor like his father, but um, Aniyos is not a Nachla. Ein Ha'oni Nachla, says the Gemara. Um, poverty is not an inherited thing, meaning the, the liability doesn't continue on to them. Since, unlike Truma and Meiser, which is a, it for sure belongs to the Shevet of the Kohanim or the Leviim, the, the whole group of them, the Meiser Ani, the gift to the poor people, um, is based on the merits of the person being poor in and of himself, and, um, and not because he's like inheriting it from his father. And therefore, besides the fact of our basic point of remission, which is we can assume that a poor person doesn't get rich, in fact, the Gemara says that's even more unlikely than, than that's very unlikely, um, but notwithstanding, um, the heir of the poor person, who's also, even if he's poor, doesn't inherit the same obligations that were there in terms of the, the trade-off between future Maestro Ani contributions and repaying of a debt. And therefore, um, at all events, um, if you don't stipulate in front of the Bezdin this deal that you can reclaim it, then no matter what, the the deal doesn't continue on, even if the Aniam, if the Aniam, you know, aren't part of this deal originally uh, with the Bezdin, so then the lender can't claim from the on his children at all events.